everybody and welcome back to the Bundesliga show brought to you by Over the Bar. Uh, tuning in tonight for our grand, our big opening uh, for the season. Um, myself and Mark have been doing quite a lot of pre-season content uh, to keep you all on your toes and transfer stuff, some really interesting club profiles and some previews. But tonight we're here with the Big E. Starters off, Mark, the prediction show is back. A chance for ourselves to make ourselves, well, to make ourselves look a bit silly with some predictions for the final league table of the 23-24 season. Yeah, definitely. It's all on for tonight, isn't it? Obviously, I think Rory at the end, back end of last season, I think we, we realised that I actually did better with my tips uh, overall <laughs> last year. So, yeah, we'll have to see if you can do a bit better. But obviously, the idea of today is we are going to get a kind of joint one. So we're going to debate what we think a little bit as well. So, um, yeah, for the relegation, for the relegation playoffs, then the, the mid-table kind of teams, and then you obviously European chasing teams, and then also the champions as well. So you can see the the seven categories we're going to divide the teams into on your screen now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So just before we get into that, uh, please do make sure that you smash the like on this video to get us started. The real big start. Uh, we've got a real, um, real big week ahead of us. Just coming down to the first um, first match week uh, of the Bundesliga. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Pokal. That's been really interesting to get us started as well. That's been going on all weekend and is still going on as we speak. We might touch upon Harry Kane. He's the big name in the news when we refer to Bayern as well. So it'd be interesting to hear everyone's thoughts on that. But make sure you do comment along. Let us know where you think your team might finish this season. Um, you know, it'd be really interesting to get your thoughts on that. Comment afterwards if you don't catch us live and make sure you press that red button to subscribe and push us up to that 1,000 marker. That would be fantastic. Uh, big shout out as well to our partners for this season. As per usual, the brilliant Bundesliga boxers are sporting one of their tops tonight, my 1860 Munich top. And of course, Bully News, who we'll be checking in with later this week to crack open the fantasy football uh, show for uh, for this season as well. So loads of exciting stuff. Uh, so thank you to them both for being in partnership with us. Um, so yeah, just before we get going on predictions, Mark, we're just going to spend a few minutes maybe looking at the, the big upsets of the weekend in the DFB Pokal first round. And um, I mean, we've just had one as well. And we've seen Bundesliga newcomers Darmstadt be ousted um, by Homburg who are a regional league aside, um, not the ideal start of the season for our Bundesliga newcomers? No, not at all. Well, obviously, the, the other Bundesliga newcomers were absolutely fine. They had a heavy win, Heidenheim, obviously, who, by the way, had a much, much better pre-season than Darmstadt in general, too. We'll come to that a bit later. But, yeah, obviously, a massive shock to lose 3-0. I mean, that's a, a humbling, really. It is by far the heaviest defeat of any of the Bundesliga sides that went out. But that, that is actually four Bundesliga teams who've dropped out this, this week, actually, which is very surprising to say the least. I think obviously Hoffenheim did get through today in the end. There's only one team yet to play, and that's FC Köln with a relatively tricky away game in Osnabrück, which will happen probably during the time we are doing this show. But yeah, I mean, obviously Augsburg, probably the biggest side to go out, really, potentially. But although a lot of the teams that went out are expected to fight down in the bottom half of the table. Augsburg got humbled by Bavarian rivals Unterhaching, which is a team just based on the outskirts of Munich as well. 
very rich hit, very rich footballing history there at Unterhaking, but they actually only won promotion from the Regional Liga last year. Then are playing in the third league in their first yeah. season back at that level. So that's a big shock. Obviously, Werder Bremen as well, uh, bowing out to Victoria Köln, like the second team in Cologne as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were 2-1 up with about 10 minutes to go and they somehow managed to lose that game so that they won't be happy at all. They bowed out 3-2. And obviously, the other team that bowed out before tonight was Bolcom as well. Not quite so embarrassing. They were drew two all in an away game against Bielefeld. Obviously, Bielefeld playing in the third league nowadays, which is quite, yeah. a, quite a drop after double relegations. But they did give the fans something to cheer about at least this weekend with a penalties win over BFL Bochum. But I think, yeah, probably, yeah, I mean, Darmstadt are the ones that have been really humble to a regional league team, 3-0. I mean, that's an absolute... Yeah. Uh, it's a non-performance, isn't it? And, you know, we'll talk a bit more about them later, Rory, but... It's not looking that good for the Hessen side, really, is it, at the moment? Yeah, no, I mean, that that's something that might really cause some alarm bells um, ahead of the season in terms of how Darmstadt might go. And, um, you know, the, the Pokal, it's not like Darmstadt would have been aiming to win it, but they would have liked to, to have had a, a little bit more of a run in it and, and you know, take confidence from a, from a good win and, and get started with your season. Uh, but nevertheless, yeah, some, some really interesting um, results in that sense. Um, but just whilst Mark is attending to whatever he's tending to, um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll get started with our countdown, I think, Mark, and <laughs> it's all right. Um, and we're going to start, obviously, with the bottom half and work our way up chronologically to eventually announce our over-the-bar predicted champion. Um, so, Mark, I guess we'll kind of just use uh, our own our own notes and kind of uh, talk or voice our own opinions on where we think certain teams are going to finish and then kind of work together to get uh, overall um, kind of decision about the positions of the lead table. So obviously we have to start uh, in reverse order. So we can start with rock bottom, who is going to finish in 18th place in the Bundesliga this season. Uh, obviously get your comments and thoughts in the chat. If you've got any uh, thoughts about who is coming uh in, in last place in the Bundesliga and I'm afraid I think Mark we're talking about the bottom half and, and relegation we do have to talk about the two newly promoted sides um, you know what an amazing job they've done to get themselves into the Bundesliga Heidenheim for the you know for the first time ever so complete newcomers um, but I guess to be honest and even before this performance today um, in regards to Darmstadt they, they were. I was quite worried about them, uh, especially from a goal-scoring point of view. Um, and so, if I had to choose, and if I was pinning pinning teams straight away, um, and this is certainly nothing against Darmstadt I, at the moment, I've got them coming in 18th place. Um, and we can kind of talk about why that might be the case. But um, I think off the bat, Mark, that that's what I'm going with my 18th place. What what are you thinking? Have you got Heidenheim and Darmstadt as your uh, in your thoughts for the bottom two? In my thoughts, yeah, but only one of them actually comes in my bottom two, and it is the same as your your choice, Rory. I've also gone for Darmstadt as rock bottom. I I just like they've sold the best two players from last season, Pfeiffer and Teets, both incredibly two relegation rivals as well, Augsburg, which yeah. is just an absolute. I mean, obviously, they lost both of them on freeze as well, unfortunately. Um, 
No, sorry, I think they paid a fee for Pfeiffer, but Teats was for either very little or, or a free. So it's just not good business at all. And ju just some of the friendly results have not been in any way uh, impressive. And then that result against the Regionalliga Hessen side in Homburg tonight has kind of capitalised the fact that I think that they're going to have a really, really hard season this year. Yeah, I think yeah. I don't give Darmstadt any hope, really, of surviving, to be honest. I mean, the, the, the only way they can survive is if they fight at home, if they can nick a few 1-0 wins against bottom-half teams at home, you know, 1-0, 2-1s, then they might be able to compete. But away from home, it's going to be really... I, I can't see them winning more than one, maximum two games on the road this season. I just, it's going to be hard for them. And, you know, we obviously, we had Alex on a few weeks ago, and I really do wish them all the best. But I think we can safely say both of us think that Darmstadt are going to finish bottom there, Rory. Yeah, their, their strengths will be... Well, it should be that they have a relatively... Well, they have a good defensive record. They had a great defensive record last season. Doesn't reflect on today's performance, conceding three to a regional Liga team. So that I mean, must have been a really bad off day. I haven't seen the highlights yet. Um, and yeah, and as you say, nicking those one and two nil uh, wins, much like how Balkan did it when they first came into the league, much how Bielefeld would do it when they were in the league as well. But yeah, as you say, the recruitment, you know, they've been dipping into the slight of Bundesliga. So they haven't got necessarily a lot of Bundesliga experienced players. Uh, and yeah, selling the best attacker and defender means for me, yeah, we'll lock them in as 18th place. Right then, so the second automatic relegation spot sounds like we might have a bit of an argument, not an argument, a discussion <laughs> over this one then, because uh, you do not have the second promoted side in Heidenheim coming in 17th place. Um, th this was hard for me because, I mean, Heidenheim have got, Bigger strengths, I think, to their side that they can score goals. Uh, they've kept the majority of their squad. Uh, they also have a good defensive record. Um, was only second to Darmstadt's last season. Uh, but again, the, just the recruitment of Bundesliga level players, the experience and the level, we'll, we'll soon find out the level of their current players as well, basically. You know, some of their players to watch, the likes of, you know, Bester. Kleintins, uh, who obviously scored a lot of their goals last season. We'll see if they're Bundesliga players effectively. Um, and that will determine what, how many goals they can score and effectively how many games they'll win. So after all that, that's why I have them at the moment in 17th place. But I'm willing to be pulled, my arm to be pulled, Mark, depending on who you've got coming in 17th yourself. Yeah, I mean, I can totally see why you've gone for Hyde now. I think it's going to be the most popular pick. But for me, the two teams that came up to go down is is a little bit too predictable, if you know what I mean. I think it's like, it's very rare that that actually happens. In in Historically, yeah. in the Bundesliga, mostly there is at least one team that came up that goes down, but it's very rarely two. Like, I can't think of the last time it was two. You know, obviously, last year we saw Schalke go straight down. The year before, we saw Furt go straight down. But for me, this Heidenheim side is no weaker than when uh, Bielefeld stayed up that year and then the year after, obviously, Bochum managed to stay up for a year as well. Obviously, they, they've significantly added to the side, Bochum now, and I think they've got a solid Bundesliga team. But when they first came up, everyone said the certs to go down. And to be honest, even last year, everyone said the certs to go down. I just believe the Frank Schmidt story at Heidenheim is going to 
roll on for another year. I've just got a feeling it's going to be a hard old slog this season. But something just tells me, you know, that small little ground, they might just be able to nick a few wins at home. And we might see a couple of big teams get humbled as well uh, at high now. Mm. I've just got the feeling this year, you know. And again, right. very similar to Darmstadt, they won't be trying to score too many goals. Most of their efforts will be placed on being solid and hard to beat. Again, they're not going to get many points, and especially wins away from home. But I just feel as though Heidenham have got to, they've kept the team together. That's key. They've not really made any massive signings, but I've just got a feeling that they might be able to stay up just with the skin of the teeth this year. That, that's yeah. for me. But who, who do I have in that second bottom? I've actually gone for FC Cole. I just feel as though losing Hector and Shakiri and yeah. not really signing anyone at all, basically. Yeah. Okay, they've got a couple of kind of bit part players coming in, but you know, these. You got to remember for periods of last season they struggled as well, and that was with Shakiri, who, by the way, is what was one of the best midfielders in the league, like for the last two years, basically. And yeah. Hector, who captain, fantastic German international. You know, I mean, they were unfortunate that he decided to take an early retirement uh, last year, and I just feel as though. I love Stefan Baumgart, but I just got a feeling that something might go stale there this year. I, I just feel as though I can't believe they've not really signed anyone despite losing yeah. two players. And I feel as though they might, I've gone for them in 17, but they could potentially be 16. But I, I just don't see them. Basically, Stefan Baumgart is the only one who can save them for me. That's my opinion. I, I feel as though yeah. the team is in the bottom three worst rosters in the league this year. And whether Baumgart can find a plan and get a tune out of that team, it's possible. But for me, they are the second worst team in the league this year. That's an interesting point. I mean, I, I had them coming up in my initial thoughts in 15th place. Um, mm. So, uh, and the thing is, when I was doing this, I was kind of doing a bit of like players to watch and then looking at the main strengths and weaknesses of, of all the sides. The one thing I really struggled with was actually finding the genuine strengths of Cole at the moment yeah, with this squad. Exactly. And as you say, the, one of the major factors is Baumgart, you know, the head mm. coach. And that's the same for quite a lot of teams, actually. But outside of that, as you say, their weaknesses, I can't see where goals are coming from. Uh, they have a thin squad, as, uh, as you've already alluded to, Mark. They've lost experience. Who does the Skihiri role? You know, who is going to take the mantle of the Jonas Hector role? Um, so yeah, they did find their mojo towards the end of last season, uh, as they got themselves out of trouble. Well, they did start to score goals, you know, Davy Selke, mm. our favorite or your favorite, um, <laughs> got some goals as well. So yeah, it, it will be a hard season for them. I don't think they will be anywhere near mid table. Um, so yeah. I mean, for the interest of time, obviously, we have to make a decision. Um, and, yeah, I mean, because they seem to have less strengths than Heidenheim, potentially, in, in what I'm looking at myself and what you said, Mark, um, if if you took out Baumgart from, from the management, I'd be very inclined. Uh, so, yeah, why don't we uh, we will go bold yeah. and we'll put Colm down as 17th yeah. place. Yeah, and then uh, if we want to... Yeah. Um, put our next candidate for the playoff yeah. spot. This will be mm. tricky as well, then, because mm. do we settle on Heidenheim taking mm. that um 16th spot because they are probably the, the third worst in terms of the squad, or do we throw in the likes 
and the names that I've got down there because in 16th place for me, I've got Bolcom. Really, Bolcom? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. Fancy, I think I had Bolcom down as 13th, the lofty heights of 13th. I, I just right. think that again they've managed to keep the squad together. Again, there's not really been any major ingoings and outgoings and. The, the home form is just so strong. That's the thing with Bochum, you know, like the Venovia Stadium, you don't fancy that many teams to go there and win. And if they do win, it's always a fight, even for the top yeah. teams. Okay, maybe Bayern and Dortmund is a little bit easier. But, I mean, even the likes of Frankfurt, Freiburg, they, they don't go there and win easy if they win at all. So that's what makes me think that, you know, there's no guarantee that that front line, the likes of Hoffman, you know, Antwia J are going to do as well this season. But yeah, Asano, exactly. I feel as though they've got enough quality for me. I, I would say Hoffenheim. I had Hoffenheim to finish below them, put it that way. Right. But, you know, that I went for a big shot for my 16th, actually. You might be a little bit surprised about this, but it's just a team that, to me, seems to be in a bit of free fall at the minute. And it, it, this really probably will surprise you that the main strike, the main uh, man that they signed has actually got injured already. And it, it's actually Werder Bremen. I've gone for Werder Bremen as third bottom. I just feel as though the way they finished last season, losing eight out of the last 10 games. Yeah, I felt as though full Krug in the second half, he was either injured or off form, really. And there's no guarantee he's going to have a good year this year. Naby yeah. Kate has got injured already. And I just... I mean, I could understand why people would think I'm being a bit harsh on Werder there, but often every year in the Bundesliga, you get a team that like massively underperforms. And well, I've just got a feeling yeah. that uh, Oli Werner, for me, his time is getting a bit stale at the moment. And I just think he lost ideas the back end of last season. And some people would say it's only because they were mid-table and very, very confident and stuff. Yeah. Maybe it was, but... I don't know, really. I don't know about Werder. Um, but I would well, say I, I could I could settle on Heidenheim third bottom, if, if you agree yeah, with that. Yeah, let, let's settle on that. Let's put Heidenheim in, in the relegation spot. I think that's that's a fair shout. Uh, and then in our in our next grouping, we've got, what, um, 15th to 10th that, or yeah. 11th. Um, yeah. Okay, so we need to settle on that. Uh, I think one team that we can probably settle on that is going to be down there. Um, is Augsburg? Uh, yeah, I had them down. I had them in what I call the Augsburg spot, uh, spot in the Bundesliga as 15th, like one place above the relegation playoff. Exactly, simply exactly simply because with Augsburg, it's just... The, the team is not that bad, you know, as long as they get Berisha back in the team. The, the team isn't yeah. bad, but I have questions over Enrico Mars, and I, I actually think he's my bet for the first manager to be sacked this year. I think yeah, if they possible. start badly, then I would say he's, he's curtains, basically, because yeah. from what I've heard, the fans are not overly happy with him, and they were quite annoyed about yesterday's loss against Unterhacking. And I feel as though if they lose, say, two of the first three or three of the first four, we could see him gone. But Augsburg, they, they, they're used to kind of lack of stability. And, you know, they do have some good players in there, who some of whom I can see getting better this year. So like Engels, Meyer, Berisha, you know, Demirovic. There's more, a little bit more quality than a lot of the teams in that area. But I would agree that they'll definitely be in the 11th to 15th area. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's go with Augsburg. That's exactly where I had them. As you say, it's an Augsburg position. I think they have added um, quality in, in their defence and attack. I think it's the middle of the park that I worry for them a little bit and at fullback. Um, yeah. You know, the likes of Borussia, Teets, depending on how well he does, Okugawa, um, I think, are, you know, going to be interesting players and should provide them enough goals to, to get them out of stick. Yeah. 
Um, right then, so position above, we've got fourteenth. So we haven't. Uh, so we've got Köln already. I Shall we start playing around with? There, yeah, yeah. I think we have to put Balkum in there because I had them sixteenth. Mm. So we, yeah, um, based on that, again, like you say, they've kept the squad to the, um, mainly together. Um, but you know, does Antwiatchi do as well? Does Hoffman do as well? If not, where do the goals come from? For me, <laughs> I think that's definitely something that will keep them lower down. Uh, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, position above Balkum. Then, you, of course, in, in the conversation, you've got to be having the likes of Stuttgart and Hoffenheim, I think, in uh, going to be teams potentially down there. And obviously, you've mentioned Verda already, Mark. So, shall we have a discussion with those three? Because I've got them mm. in 13th, 12th and 11th mm. right next to each other. So, we can mm. maybe separate them out mm. accordingly to, to who comes above who. I've yeah. got I've got Stuttgart currently in 13th. Um, really, again, when when we did the preview with Travis, completely dependent on what, what the squad looks like <laughs> come the end of the transfer window, I think. Um, pending that all stays together, you know, you've got your likes of Gurassi, Milo, Silas is now maybe starting to look the player that he was before his injuries. Uh, a good spine of the team as well, I think. Um, once they get Wagnerman and Sosa back, that'll be important as well. Again, pending they keep a hold of them. Um, you know, the wide play, the crosses, the goals that Girassi can bring in, the, you know, the summer signings have been pretty good. Um, but again, you have to worry about the squad depth cover for Girassi should he go or get injured and cover at fullbacks. So for me, that's obviously what holds them back. So that's why I've gone for a 13th place. Um, would you? Say Stuttgart going to be below Hoff and Verder, Mark, or would you put Verder below Stuttgart? No, I, I definitely think Verder are going to be worse this season. I've actually got Hoff uh, Stuttgart as my big improvers of the season. Actually, I think I mentioned on the show we did with Travis. I just think the problem is with Stuttgart; they've always had a, a miss mismatch in the in the quality of the squad. They've always had some really good players, but some really bad players as well. But for me, this year, this is the first year for the last three years that they've had more good players than bad players. That's my opinion. But I agree that there's always a question about squad depth. But I think you can't always base a prediction on that. In my opinion, you've got to you've got to imagine that the first team is going to be out there for most of the season. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. There's always yeah. a doubt about that. Whether okay, if this guy gets injured, but at the same time, you could say you know if Haaland gets injured at Man City, who replaces him? Do you know what I mean? So you could say that for every football team in the world to an extent. Obviously, some to more extent than others. But for me, no, I've actually got Stuttgart's tenth this year. I think they'll improve from sixteenth to tenth. Okay, so Verder, we... I just don't fancy Verder at all. Yeah, I would have them definitely yeah. if they're not bottom three. I would definitely have them bottom half easily down in the bottom half because, okay. as I say, the, the way they finished last season and just not a great window. They got one good signing in Naby Keita, but obviously he's injured potentially mm. for a while. Yeah. So, and they've also true. lost a couple of players. They lost Schmitz as well, which is a loss, uh, not mm -hmm. a massive loss, but it's still a loss. Okay, um, let, yeah, let's stick in Verder after um, yeah. after Balkum then um, as our, uh, what they would go in as 13th place, would they? So 18, 17, 16, 13, yeah, yeah so 12th place we're now looking at. Um, yeah. And then, okay, so I, I've got Hoffenheim as 12th yeah. um, and we haven't yeah. mentioned them too much. You know, it'd be interesting to see how the likes of their newer players come in. The uh, Quite uh, a lot of talk around the Shalai defender. 
who's supposed to be really physical and should shore up the Hoffenheim back line, which I think will be maybe one of their strength, uh, stronger points. You know, Shalai, Kabak, Brooks um, should maybe beef up that defence. Uh, Grilich coming back in from Ajax will, you know, bring in a bit of Bundesliga-level quality. And then the big question is obviously how how they do from an attacking point of view. Losing Baumgart, uh, Baumgartner is obviously massive for me, especially in that attacking midfielder area. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they've got the likes of Kramerich who can score goals. Then they've brought in the two strikers who started today for them in Marius Bulta from relegated Schalke. And a Man United fan favourite, of course, in Valt Weghorst, uh, who returns to the Bundesliga on the back of a not-too-prolific spell with the <laughs> boys. Um, yeah, he started, I think he got an assist today, uh, so good for him. Uh, but obviously, he's not been prolific, and so that's why I think we have to put Hoffenheimers. Mm-hmm. My struggle, it will definitely depend on the form of the, the players at the top end, because if they can't score, then you know that will ultimately put pressure on them. So mm-hmm. shall we stuff... Shall we chuck them in as 12th place? Yeah, I had them as 11, so I can settle on that. I had them in that category. I, I, did, I, I agree on a lot of the points you said, but I, I just think in general, there's not like a good feeling around the Hoffenheim club at the moment. They've lost a lot of the momentum they had a few years ago and they were finishing top half every year. A lot of the signings are more based on hope that they're going to come good again, basically, because yeah. from what I heard and read, uh, Grilich had an absolute nightmare of a year at Ajax and that their yeah. fans were just desperate to kick him out the door. And also Vegas, I mean, yeah, Rory, you're a Man United fan, I think. His his spell in the Premier League was nothing short of a disaster, really, in truth. <laughs> also at Burnley, really, I mean, he just didn't do it at all. So, yeah, I think the signings, in some way, all of them have been good players, but whether they can do it again, I don't know, really. And I just think, you know, back on top of the fact they don't really have the best home fans and stuff, I don't see them finishing the top half this year. So, yeah, I guess the final thing we need to decide, like for me, I actually had Gladbach in that area in 12th. You had Stuttgart. So who are we going to go for? I, I could give some of my reasons for, for Gladbach, yeah. I just feel yeah. as though, again, I do like Sioani as a manager. I think he's a really good manager. His time at Leverkusen was mostly a success, especially that full season he had. So I think it's a decent managerial appointment. But, again, I've already expressed my concern about the, the level of upheaval of that club has been crazy. They've lost four key players from the team. Yeah. Benzabaini, Turam, Stindl, and um, who else? Um, someone else, too. Hoffman, of course. Jonas Hoffman. But also, they, uh, I mean, Kone is injured as well for the first part yeah. of the season. So, I mean, it's almost going to be a, a totally different starting eleven come uh, this Saturday when they play the first game. And... For me, they might start slowly. I think some of the signings have looked pretty good in preseason and also yeah. in um, in also in the cup yeah. game as well. They look really, really good, especially the Czech guy up front. Who, to be honest, I kind of said wasn't the most inspiring signing. To be fair, but he looks good so far. But for me, I just think Gladbach. You know, they've lost so many good players. Really, so many good players. They've got a new manager and. Again, just in general, they've not really been in a good period of the season, uh, the history in the last two or three years for me. And I feel as though they will finish in kind of lower mid-table this year. But Rory, I can see why you want to stick Stuttgart in there. So I'd be willing to compromise because I suppose they usually finish in that area. So I Yeah, yeah give me... Yeah, give me a trade and don't make me too optimistic with Stuttgart. So, yeah, we'll <laughs> but they're in the okay. upper part of that, definitely. I don't see them yeah, finishing yeah. more than 11th or 12th for me. No, yeah, absolutely. No, that's fair. Um, and completely understand your reasonings for that. Yeah, agree with 
So, yeah, uh, on the compromise, then do we put Glad back in as as yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah, I can't um, see them finishing above. Uh, yeah, no, above I, I do. Yeah, as you said, I I do like the look of the the new signings, and they they've done well because of because of the upheaval at the club. Um, they obviously identified uh, replacements very quickly as well and, and got them in the door and they have looked good so far. Obviously, remains to be seen if it's Bundesliga, uh, Bundesliga level. Um, but yeah, no, looking forward to looking forward to seeing Itakura and Neuhaus back as well. Kind of yeah, two players that struggled true. with injury last season. They're kind of like fresh signings as well in a, in mm. a way. Uh, yeah. be interesting to see how Robin Hack does as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, there's some interesting players and and well, the way that they play at like this season under Seoane, absolutely. Uh, right then, so we're starting to move up the table. Um, and yeah, we'll come to a few of uh, Balam's questions and, and good to see people checking in this evening. So thank you very much for joining us. Hope you're enjoying the show. Make sure to smash a like on the show whilst you're watching and let us know what your thoughts are on all the teams as we get up closer to the Champs League and the eventual title winners. Um, ninth place then, I am saying... I've got mines down uh, for ninth. Um, excited to see, you know, their attacking lineup again this season. The likes of Ajork, um, Burkhai, if he can get himself fit again, obviously, uh, Onisiwo, Nelson Viper, really, you know, sought after player. I want to see more of him this season as well. He had a good goal scoring record off the bench. Maybe he'll get some more starts. Um, then bringing in Vandenberg as well from Liverpool on loan. Mm. He did well. Kraus as well, who they signed permanently. Um, so there's some really good signings in there as to why mine should stay on a on a very good solid level. Um, good mixture as well of youth and experience in, in that squad for me. A consistent team, stronger at home, but they sorted their away form out a lot more, I think, last season, Mark. And um, I think, yeah, just for me, while they wouldn't be that little bit further up, is just the squad depth and that slight inconsistency away from home but they have improved that yeah i agree i mean the fact they finished top half the last two seasons is credit to Bo Svensson and his team because you know for, for years they were like an augsburg just scraping survival every year but the last two years have been comfortable top half last year they, they developed the style of play too they've now become more of an attacking team who are really really good to watch I'm a huge fan of the joke. I think, as everyone knows, that watches the show on a regular basis. I agree. I really hope they manage to get uh, Burkhardt back as well because he his last season was pretty much a write-off, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, there's so many good players, the likes of Anton Stach, you know, Dem Dominic Hardcore, as Peter calls oh, him. Yeah. yeah, there's so many good players. Really, it's uh, it's a squad that's got real quality in there, and I, I just feel as though the ninth place, eighth, ninth, is pretty much very lightly for them because yeah. they're not quite good enough to go and push those uh, teams with bigger budgets, bigger squads, the likes of Wolfsburg, which will come to later. But mm -hmm. I feel as though, yeah, they'll be very, very comfortable mid-table. Mid the key for them is just keeping Bo Svensson and some of their better players because, yeah. to be yeah. honest, like Svensson was linked with Brighton last year. He was very, very close to leaving. I just can't see him staying there long-term because he's done such a good job, really. I can't... I, I can't state just how good a job Bo Svensson's done at that club, really. I mean, yeah. he's, he's turned them from a, a poor Bundesliga side, really, for a couple of years to a very, very entertaining mid-table team who are capable with a good run of pushing for, mid, for Europe this year. But I agree, they're definitely a seventh 
to 10th kind of side so we can stick comfortably in there yeah Yeah, let's slot them in there and then that this is where i think um i'm pretty certain we'll agree on the top four i think uh so this is where i think the the waters might get a little bit murky (laughs) as to who we think will come where um so i'll i'll do my um eighth and seventh Mm. i at the moment have Wolfsburg down as eighth, uh, and Union Berlin in seventh. Um, I'm open to be challenged on this, but um, for Wolfsburg, for me, um, you know, they've done a lot of good business, um, and it could get better in terms of who they're being linked with. So maybe we'll have to boost them up a little bit because I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, Moritz Jens uh, in that team. Uh, Thiago Tomas has looked like he settled in quite well. Uh, Journey, um, the Czech Republic player, he looks like he's going to be a good player. The fullback, uh, the Danish fullback, uh, who um, has just come in as well, looks like a very good player. He was at Atalanta, didn't have his best spell with them, I think, but as, is a very good level of a player. Um, and you are the players that, that Wolfsburg already have in, in quality up front, you know, Lucas Mecher, uh, Jonas Vind. There, there's a lot to like about Wolfsburg. Mm. I just think there's a lot of pressure on this team in terms of how, of how they perform and where they'd finish. I think there's going to be a pressure on Kovac straight away to get this team singing off the same hymn sheet. And especially, I think, from the from the back line defensively, it's quite a new-looking one. Um, they have made a lot of new acquisitions in those areas. I just think if they don't gel to start with, they might slip up a few times. But they're a side that don't, generally speaking, they, they don't concede too many goals. So, but, and again, as I said, from an ability point of view, Wolfsburg could beat anyone on their day. They've got great quality. So, yeah, I've got them in in eighth and, and Union in seventh right now because I just think the Champions League is going to impact them despite how well I think they've recruited as well. Um, so who have you got in eighth and seventh, Mark? And then we can kind of argue our cases to settle on that. Yeah, on, on one of them, I agree with you, Wolfsburg. Yeah, I've also got them in eighth. Just simply because I, I think their squad, I agree, it's a really, really nice-looking squad. But they got good deals in for Van der Ven. They got 50 million euros in for him. He yeah. went to Tottenham. For me, he's, he's a good player, but not a 50 million euro kind of player. And also, uh, obviously, Nemecha as well, the, the midfield Nemecha. They got 30 million for him. And he wasn't even first team for the whole season. So I think they've got pretty, they've got 80 million euros in for them combined, which is really good business. And I agree that the likes of uh, Moritz Jens is a fantastic sign up to, he was one of the best players of the Rook Runder for me for Schalke last year. Brilliant. Mahler, as you say, from the fullback is an exciting signing. We don't know if he'll be able to find his form from the past because as you say, he had a, a rough couple of years really at uh, Atalanta, but uh, hopefully he'll be able to pull it back. He, he looks like a player that's suited to the Bundesliga, to a very, very attacking-minded yeah. fullback, and I believe that he'll he'll go on to be a good signing. They've got so many options too, you know, Nemecha, Vind, who finished last season well again too after an injury played first half. But it's just there's still question marks over Kovac yet. Like their fans were kind of they're a bit mixed on him, you know, because he changes formation, he just changes the team all the time. That's the thing with him. Like the, the starting lineup is just never the same from game to game, and often there's like masses of changes every match. He yeah. sees himself as a bit of like a tactical, you know, masterclass kind of guy, a tinker man, so to speak. But 
I'm not sure really at times. <clears throat> I like him as a coach, but I don't think he's like a top, top level coach for me. So that that will put them in eight. We, they'll be entertaining to watch on the day. You know, when when Wolfsburg are hot, they're one of the best teams in the league. There's no question about that. Like I remember last year they beat Freiburg six nil, Hertha Berlin five nil. Yep. They beat uh, Dortmund at home two nil. Like at times they were brilliant, but at the same time, at times they, they don't look like they can score in a month of Sundays. So they're, they're a funny, funny side, Wolfsburg, and they I think are. it'll be another mixed bag of a season for them this year. Yeah, that's grand. But then I actually disagree with you on the seventh. Though you said, who did you go for? Union, yeah, I've, yeah, I've gone yeah. for Union at the moment. For me, for me, it's actually going to be Freiburg. I've gone for just not because of anything in particular, it's because I think the loss of Flecken. We we know that in the Bundesliga, the goalkeepers are big. They're big news. Yeah. I think the loss of Flecken is big. He was one of the most, uh, you know, standout keepers the last two seasons. They brought this young German under under twenty one internationally, and I think he's very highly rated. But in yeah. in general, young keepers don't always inspire me that much because I think it takes them two or three years to learn the trade. That's the problem at the highest level, and I think that I mean they're still going to be a good team this year, Freiburg. You know, they play Europa League football again this year, but for me, they will drop off, drop off a couple of places, but. That's not really any criticism for them, but just more because I think I like some of the business that the likes of Union Berlin and uh, Frankfurt have done. So I see yeah. them dropping down a couple of places, but still getting that conference league spot in seventh for me. Yeah, I think I've got Freiburg in sixth, so I'm willing to do a swap in that sense. So yeah. I think we can swap them in uh, rightly. As you say, the one, the one bit that I've kind of noticed as a possible weakness for Freiburg is the well, the battle for the goalkeeping jersey. As you say, uh, a Tubalu, um is obviously mm. the, the young goalkeeper you've mentioned, Mark. And then he's fighting it out with Florian Muller. <laughs> <laughs> you started laughing before I even said it. Um, uh, yeah, that doesn't inspire confidence. And I think you say, like, you know, losing Flecken, who has actually had a bit of a, a wobbly start at Brentford, particularly mm. in preseason. But, you know, that's he, he is a quality keeper and he will come good for them. Um, yeah, that's something. And yeah, they've kept the squad together and obviously they've signed um, Junior Adumu, who is now injured. Um, so I think that could be one uh, that that's interesting. If they can get him in scoring goals, that's one thing I also worry about Freiburg in that sense. So yeah, slot them in there. Um, and then Christian... Christian S. Cohen on relegation. Oh dear, we do apologise. Um, it's just our humble um, thoughts and predictions, Christian. Uh, if if you want to say that they'll come higher, then you know there's a very good chance that they will under under Stefan Baum, um, Baumgarten. You know we love Cohen and, and the way that he manages the squad. So time will tell, and you can look back at this video and tell us that how bad and you know how rubbish our predictions were. That's absolutely fine. Not a problem. Um, we shall see. Uh, okay, moving into the Europa League spots. Uh, so this will be fifth and sixth uh, as things stand. So shall we slot in Union as sixth, Mark, as we kind of yeah, said? I had them down as fifth, yeah, but I, I can definitely see them. I, I just think with them, like it's just the fact they've got Champions League this year. That's all, really. That's the reason why I don't see them pushing so hard for a top four place. Also, because I believe that the top four, which I would imagine we've got the same, is a very, very strong top four this year. I yeah. feel that. And I just think they, barring like a really poor run of form for any of those teams, I don't see any of those top four not getting top four. But Union, you know, they've got to enjoy this Champions League season. I think they've oh, yeah. signed well. 
I really yeah. like the business that they've done. I mean, we all know that Urs Fisher's side are always drilled to perfection. We know exactly what to expect from them. It's been like this for probably, what, four, four seasons now before. But, you know, I don't see them falling outside the European places just because they're too strong at home. Like, their home yeah. record is just it's one of the best in Europe last season. Absolutely superb. And I, I don't, you know, they didn't lose a single home game last year. And I, I can't see them losing more than like two or three this year either. So that that guarantees them a top six finish for me. <clears throat> On top of that, they've spent a bit more money. Hopefully they can get Golsons in as well. That would be fantastic if they could get yeah. him in a fullback. But even nice. without him, you know, they've got Roussillon, who is very, very capable in that position too. And it just seems as though whoever puts an Union Berlin shirt on just ups the career like, 100% basically, you know, even the most average player in the world looks like a, a top level player in an Union Berlin shirt in front of that crowd of the Forester Eye. And that's the reason why I just see them, you know, another very good season. Hopefully they can get through the European, the, the Champions League group and make the knockouts, but like they've just got to enjoy it. Whoever they play in the Champions League, this is the whole of Europe's going to be watching them this year. And everyone, I don't think there's any person any football fan in Europe that's not going to be happy to see them in the Champions League this year. Yes, maybe other than Hertha Berlin fans who all see maybe. them play at, <laughs> at their stadium, which is, yeah, quite something. Um, but yeah, completely agree. We'll, we'll get them in sixth place, as you say, signed really well. We've even been linked with um, with Bonucci. Is it Bonucci? Who's the Italian centre-back? That Bonucci, been? wow, that will be some signing. That um, I think it's Bonucci or, or the other one. Um, anyway, yeah, they have signed really well. Uh, and as you say, home form, defensive record, really solid. Can, yeah, very happy with them being in there. Right then, so fifth place, I think we must agree on this, logically speaking. I've gone for Frankfurt. Yeah, Frankfurt yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. Lovely, yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to watching them this season. Uh, again, uh, I think they've done well in the summer also because, you know, the losing Kamada, Ndika, uh, obviously, what was happening with the manager and Glasner? Uh, it was all very public, and we we knew all of them were leaving very early doors. Um, but yeah, looking forward to seeing the likes of Buta and Tuta from the back. Uh, obviously, the big signing you have to probably point out is Skahiri coming from Köln. Um, you know, really strengthen that midfield. I think really um, impactful signing. Um, and they again they signed well. That Hugo Larson looks like a good player that they've brought in. If they keep Kolomowani, you can definitely pin them in for a good solid season from an attacking point of view. Um, and I think they've got a good squad depth now as well, particularly up top. Again, pending keeping Kolo. Um, the the only weaknesses for me will be their consistency. They can hit hot and cold quite a lot. Um, and then obviously it's a big first job for top Moller who's come in from, um, you know, the second, well, assistant manager at Bayern uh, and at other clubs. So it will just depend on how he settles in. But I can see them having a strong season in fifth. Yeah, there's a lot of quality in that side. Now, a lot of people were worried about them, that they were going to get completely ramshacked. But I would say, obviously, they have lost key players, but it's getting closer and closer to that deadline, you know, and there's still been nothing done with Muani yet. I mean... PSG is supposedly interested, but I think he's going to want guarantees that he's going to be first-choice striker. That's the thing, because at the end of the day, a player like him, a top-quality player, is he going to want to go and sit on the bench? Uh, I mean, obviously, he is a French guy, so that's going to be the draw of yeah. PSG. PSG is one of the most attractive teams in Europe. 
But I, I just feel as though, you know, we are getting closer and everyone thought he'd be one of the first names to get swept up. Obviously, Bayern have now got Harry Kane, so they're not going to be on the market for him. True. And for me, he should do another year at Frankfurt. I really do believe that, you know. And I think the fact oh, that yeah. Frankfurt um, are only in the Conference League this year too is going to be interesting because um, obviously it's going to... The Conference League is tough, but most teams don't play a full, full 11 in that, at least in the early rounds. So, you know... Yeah. Obviously, especially with, with Frankfurt having won the, the Europa League just a, a year ago. So, basically, I'm not sure that they're going to be that motivated in that. Their, their goal will be to try and get top four and try and get back in the Champions League. But, you know, they're always an entertaining team to watch, Frankfurt. It's always really fun to watch them play. Obviously, Goethe had a renaissance last year as well, especially in the first half of the season. And I believe, you know, it's just consistency, as you say. When they're hot, they're like Wolfsburg. They're one of the best teams in the league and they can push anyone. But then all of a sudden they'll go on like a crazy run of like six, seven games where they just look useless. So hopefully they won't do that this season. Uh, but yeah. they should still get Europa League for me. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll come to the top four. Uh, in a second. Just a quick one. Uh, I think we've had a few questions about this this week on Twitter as well. Just to let you all know, we are doing a fantasy stream. We're doing it on Wednesday at 7pm UK time. Uh, Mark and Runa will be covering that. So we'll be going through all of Runa and uh, Bully News' top tips in terms of how you pick your Bundesliga team, fantasy team. Um, and we can put all sorts of details as, as to the league that we have between Over the Bar and Bully News on Twitter as well. So keep an eye out for that. Um, and you guys can use the links uh, accordingly. Um, and just quickly, seen a, a comment from Gary. Uh, I think, I mean, you can answer that quite easily, Mark, I'm sure. Yeah, there definitely will be this season. Yeah, and, um, I've actually got a meeting coming up with Peter sometime soon about what kind of games we're going to plan on getting to. But yeah, it might, it might not be before uh, September, but definitely expect uh, match day vlogs this season. Yeah, we're hoping to, in general on the channel, we're hoping to increase uh, production this year. And we've already done that. We believe we've done a more extensive preview to this season. And, you know, we've got a lot more coming for you, even this week and in the weeks coming. Yeah, absolutely. Busy, busy time for myself and Mark. Exciting times as well. Right then, so we're at the top four. So we'll try and round up in the next... Uh, yeah, maybe eight to ten minutes or so. Um, so top four, I think we'll again we'll probably quite easily agree on fourth place at least. Marker, I think I'm going to slot in Leverkusen myself. Um, based on their business, uh, they look like a really interesting team. And you know, I'm put I'm slotting them into fourth place, but I'm absolutely open to possibly pushing them up further depending on how they start. Um, the signings of Hoffman. You know, Boniface is a really exciting one. Xhaka to add that steal in the midfield. Um, and I think there's more to come from other their star players from last season. You know, Frimpong, I think, is a player that can up his levels if he, again, if he doesn't leave. Uh, they've got that exciting new right back in Artur, the Brazilian, who is kind of going to maybe be a, a Frimpong 2.0. So we might see more of him. Uh, Hincapié, I think, can take his levels. Tapsoba has obviously been linked a lot with Spurs. Uh, so if he stays again, he can improve. Um, so, you know, they've got um, strength in the fullback area. Grimaldo, I haven't even mentioned, you know, he's he's made a good start to life there. They're counter-attacking their pace. I think it'll just scare the life out of a lot of Bundesliga teams, uh, um, uh, you know, across the board. So I think the one thing that might hold them back is the goalkeeping. 
Uh, Radetzky, I think, is a limited goalkeeper. He's a half-decent Bundesliga goalkeeper for me, but he's not a goalkeeper that you would have to take you to the next level. Uh, they've obviously reportedly signed the Man United goalkeeper in Kovar, um, who is an able goalkeeper. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. And then the Paddy Schick injury, should Boniface not settle, might be an issue as well. But have you got Leverkusen in fourth as well, Mark? Yeah, I have, actually, yeah. But I, as I said before, I believe it's a very, very strong top four this year in the Bundesliga, and that's no slight on Leverkusen. I think they're a very, very good team. I think they will miss Diaby. He was always one of my favourite players to watch in the Bundesliga, and obviously he already got his opening goal for Aston Villa at the weekend in the Premier League too. And But at the end of the day, they signed the, the very, very good with the, the in the transfer market, Leverkusen. They, they always re- get better and better players, you know. And a lot of, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot of those players you just mentioned, Rory. And I just think, obviously, Schick would be a bonus if he comes back. And, you know, mm. but let's be honest, last season he wasn't there. And obviously they yeah. had a terrible start to last season, but then they finished the second half of the season. They were superb, one of the best teams to watch in the league building on Gerardo Ciovani's season before. I just think that Alonso is one of the best coaches in the league too. He's very, very highly rated. A lot of people are actually surprised he's still at the club because he was that highly rated. Yeah. The big La Liga teams were supposedly interested in him. Obviously, his homeland in Spain. And, you know, I agree with you, though. I think the one thing that shocked me about Leverkusen is that they didn't spend big on a new keeper because yeah. there was a lot of talk before the end of the season that they kind of grown tired of Hadatsky because... He, the problem is with Hadatsky is, as you mentioned, first of all, he's limited. And the other thing is he has some, like, the odd clangor in him. You know, sometimes he just doesn't turn up. Like, maybe yeah. two, three times a season and he'll just, they'll lose the game basically just because of him. I'm, I'm sorry to say it, but it is the truth. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I think yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, you need a keeper that is, like, 95% reliable. You know, you're always going to get the odd bad game, maybe one, two in a season. But he has a few too many for me. And... But it's not the main reason why I think they'll finish fourth. I just think the other three teams are better, basically. It's as simple as that. I just think they've got better home supports, you know, especially Dortmund and Bayern, as we mentioned. But I just think, I feel as though that there's a lot of quality in in all of these top four teams. But yeah, Leverkusen are just about the fourth best for me. Yeah, Brill. Just a quick one from Alan, uh, another regular viewer. So I hope you're doing well, Alan. Uh, Next watch along. Very good question. Uh, there could be one on Friday. Uh, it is not confirmed. Myself and Mark and Peter are going to get together to see if we can do the opener. Uh, obviously, Bayern versus Verde, that would be a really interesting one to do. So, fingers crossed for Friday. Keep your eyes peeled. Um, we will be doing as many as we can to get the season started. Uh, right then. Uh, our remaining uh, top four. I, I've i gone for... Dortmund in third, uh, much probably to the upset of some of our fans uh, or viewers. Um, not based off an awful lot, just I think last season felt like it had to be the season in terms of them winning the league. A massive opportunity which they missed. Um, I think obviously their one weakness is, or one of their weaknesses is, is possibly around that mentality, that winning mentality of, of late uh, in the last you know, 10-ish years from a Bundesliga point of view as well. Um, not talking about Pokals because they've won those. Game management and defensive lapses often cost them in games where they should cruise. But they've recruited well, got in Sabitzer, got in Nemecha and got in Ben Spaini to cover 
the loss of Guerrero and Bellingham. Bellingham is just a different calibre sort of a player. When you lose him, your performances are going to drop off. Um, so that's one of the reasons why I've got them in third right now. Mark, if you're completely opposed to it, shoot me down uh, by all means. But I've got Dortmund in third at the moment. I am, actually. I, in this case, I'm opposed to it, definitely. I've actually got Dortmund down to win the league, actually. Okay. This year. Yeah, I, I, I actually, I believe that, you know, obviously, I think a lot's been made of the Bellingham loss, but I actually think it's been overstated, if anything. Actually, that's my okay. opinion. I think at the end of the day, he's only one player, you know, and as good as he is, even last season, he did have a couple of dips in form. He had a, a period for, you know, a lot of people say the reason why they didn't win the league on that last day is because he was injured and to an extent, I would agree, but you know, at the end of the day, the mentality is an issue. But I feel as though that's the big benefit of Terzic. Like he, he, he almost looks like a PE teacher at times. Terzic, you know, he's not like your typical manager, really. But I, I feel as always like a friend to the players. So that's the feeling I kind of get. But he is—he's a better manager than what people think. You know, he's, he's proved that before. You know, he won the cup with them in his first spell, and he, he should have won the Bundesliga in his the beginning of his second spell. And I feel as though they're ready to do it this time. I just think a lot of their players are going to... The likes of Marlon and uh, Adeyemi, they, they were garbage in the first half of last season, really. And if you looked at the way they played in the second half, they were like world beaters, basically. And hopefully they're going to be playing to that level all season next year. And that, that's really exciting for them. You've got to remember, Hallet, they started last season with Anthony Modest as the top striker. You know, this yeah. year they've got Sebastian Haller for the whole season. He was brilliant the last seven, eight games of last season as well. He's also been good in pre-season. And I actually think, you know, the, the fact they kept Emery Chan, he was amazing as well. Emery Chan was superb last season. I also think, you know, um, Sula was also a good signing. You know, he does, again, he's another player that can have the odd stinker as well. But I really do believe that they will do it this year. I just think... Even with the loss of Bellingham, I feel as though they are a better team going into this season. You know, and I think yeah. a lot of people forget about how poor they were the first half of last season before the World Cup. And even despite that, they should have won the league. You know, and I believe that yeah, if yeah. they have anywhere near the consistency that they did in the back end of last season, they will win the league this year. That's my opinion. This is going to be hard ultimately for us for us to land on because yeah. there's not there's there's, there's lots of. Um, Interesting comments coming in 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 the chat. Um, some you know some for Leipzig, some for well a lot of people just saying anyone but Bayern. Um, some some love for Dortmund as well. Um, I, I genuinely think these three are really going to be hard to pull apart. Um, mm. And I know we haven't even touched on Harry Kane yet. Yeah. <laughs> and you know this is a massive massive thing for Bayern and and the Bundesliga as well. It's great to see. You know, the England captain, from our point of view as well as, you know, mm. as English caps, um, it, it's brilliant. And hopefully it brings more traffic to the Bundesliga, more viewers and more people, you know, can get involved with our show as well. That'd be great. Um, and that it, that pulls me closer to putting Bayern first. But I think there's a lot of issues for Bayern still to deal with um, that I've jotted down. Um, I kind of feel like it, just as Sophia's put in the chat, I kind of feel like it's inevitable. So I did put Bayern first and I put Leipzig mm -hmm. a second. So one, one thing we can do, Mark, I guess, is uh, on a compromise, we can put Leipzig in as, as, in as our third yeah. place, perhaps, because yeah. neither of us has said that they'll come first, but I think they easily could do. The signings that they've mm -hmm. made, it's just about how, they, how well they fit in. 
Yeah. Uh, look, you know, they looked really mm. good in the Super Cup. Danny Olmo will be central to everything that they do. If he stays fit, they'll have a really good season. I think their exciting youngsters will just not have any baggage as well. I think they can just go at it. Yeah. And if they have a good start, then by all means, RB could could well easily win this league. Hmm. So may, maybe we have to have two champions <laughs> because yeah. this is uh, this is tricky. Um, because yeah, I mean, I've put I've put Dortmund down third. I I don't want to go against my my thinking here, but you know everything that you said, Mark, is absolutely valid and and fair enough. So I think it it's just down to that. Hmm. Well, it's exactly what happened at the end of last season. Who has the metal? To see out that last game, Bayern did. They played average, didn't they? And they won two one mm. by hook or by crook. That's the reason why I put them there, just mm. because of habit, mentality, experience, all of that. I think there's plenty of issues in that squad, but for me, I still mm. feel like they're gonna edge it. Mm. I'd love to be wrong though. Um yeah. I can see why people think it, but I'm I'm still I'm not convinced at all whether Thomas Tuchel is a is a fit at this buy-in side. I you gotta remember, yes, they won it, and that papered over one hell of a lot of cracks for Bayern yeah. Munich, really. It really did. Because to be honest, Tuchel's three months at the club was nothing short of a disaster, basically, really. Like he lost in the cup, he got hammered against City in the Champions yeah. League. And like they, I think they only won round about half of the Bundesliga games that he actually took part in as well, that he managed. And you've got to remember on top of that, there were some really, really disappointing defeats as well. Like Leipzig have gone there twice in his reign and just basically ransackled them. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously the most recently in the Super Cup. And as you say, if Leipzig only could have the consistency, especially at yeah. home, you know, like I tend to find that Leipzig are a better away team, actually, in many ways for me. Uh, yeah. if, if only they could play a little bit better at home against the bigger teams, I think Leipzig really would have a chance. And I don't. I think only one of the three big losses is actually going to hurt them. That one of the two of the four big losses hurts me for Leipzig. I, I believe that Nkunku is an absolutely massive loss because for me he's been one of the best players in the Bundesliga for the last three years. I think Leimer yeah. in midfield, but I actually think Sabozlai is he's a good player, but he's a luxury player for me. Do you know what I mean? He's like okay. he'll yeah. smack one in from 30 yards, but I don't think he works that hard for the team and stuff like that. That's my problem with him. That, that's I how I a, feel anyway. But he was accused, I think he was accused yeah. of not turning up in the bigger games, wasn't he? Sabozlai. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I, he don't get me wrong, he's a good player, but I don't feel as though he's the kind of player you're gonna massively miss. That that's for me. And yeah. I also think Vardiol, too. I think again he's a good player, but he was never like the kind of player he was never that leader who was like throwing himself in front of blocks from do you know what I mean? He's yeah. not that kind of yeah. he's a very good technical player, but he never looked like overly thrilled to be playing for RB Leipzig, really, for me. I, I think the only two players that he's going to be, they're going to miss is Lima because he was so crucial to that midfield, especially in the bigger games. And, and Kunku, because I think just about any team in the world would miss him, really. But I believe that they've signed well. But yeah, let, we could we could have them down a second slash third. But for me, I, I'm still thinking Dortmund. Yeah, really. I, I've just got a hey, feeling well, that this uh, Bayern yeah, is not for the interest of all, even with game. Yeah, for the, for the interest of <laughs> for us finishing on time and uh, and making sure yeah. that we actually have a champion, let's lock in Dortmund. Um, you know, I I put in Bayern on the back of um, feel and history. There is a lot to go about. You know, um, 
Dortmund doing doing one step better. Uh, and to answer Mateo's question as well, that's come in. You know, Kane will have a massive impact on the Bundesliga. There is absolutely no question he will not flop. I do not see that in the slightest. But I don't see it at the moment the way that Bayern is set up to make it even more of a one-team league, if if you can say that. Um, I don't see that happening as it stands until Bayern really sort out a lot of different things. Um, so that's that's kind of my mm. take on it. So, mm. I mean, there we have it, Mark. Uh, that that is our our final table. Um, so I hope you've all in, enjoyed this show. You know, there's been some great interactions and lovely comments. Thank you all for your questions. Sorry if we've missed any. Um, you know, it's been a really enjoyable show to do and. We'll come back to this uh, later on in the season, Mark, no doubt, and, and laugh at ourselves for being miles off. Who knows when we when we see uh, Freiburg or Stuttgart win the league? Um, we we will see. So uh, I think uh, unless we unless uh, you want to add anything extra, Mark, we can uh, we can finish up tonight's show. Yeah, I mean, just on the cane, obviously, everyone wants to talk about him. Like, let, let's be he's an amazing player, but. The bottom line is you don't get to 30 years old and win absolutely nothing for no reason. Do you know what I mean? And like, just because he's an amazing striker, truly an amazing striker, but not all amazing players win a lot in their careers. Look at Steven Gerrard. He won one Champions League. Okay, yeah, he won it, but he never won the Premier League. Look at Alan Shearer. He also only won one Premier League at Blackburn. So, like, just because you're a great striker doesn't necessarily mean you're going to win the league. And also this whole, like, Bundesliga being a one-team league. Personally, I find it really boring to hear that, actually, because we, we follow it all the time. Yes, they've won it all those times, but there's so many other subplots as well as just the title race. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyone who watches a game of Bundesliga, especially you know some of the top teams, also some of the middle teams, they're not going to be bored one bit. You know, I mean, there's so many entertaining teams in there, attacking teams, great fans, great supporters, and... You know, I know I know that's what a lot of people want to talk about, who wins the league. But at the end of the day, there's so much more to the Bundesliga than just the title race, as there is to any league, really. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So, less of the Bundesliga being a one-team league, guys. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we take great that. Yes, we don't want But, that. yeah, thank you very much, guys. It was an absolute pleasure to do that tonight. Yeah, let us know what you thought of our tips as well, guys. Um but yeah, remember to check out our Twitter or X, I should say. I'm probably going to say that every show nowadays. Yeah, at Over the Bar, being at Over the Bar Extra. Also, check out our main site, which is otbfootball.net. Keep doing that, guys. You know, we produce a lot of good written articles, too, every week, even on the National, National League, the Football League, everything. And yeah, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. But we are getting close to that thousand, and we want to get there as soon as possible so that we can keep pushing on ahead of this season. So, yeah, thank you very much, guys, and I'll see you on Wednesday for the Fantasy Draft. See you there, guys. Bye-bye. Cheers, all.